0: If you thought you were going to get a break from the election season after the 2016 election, you were wrong. The 2018 political season is already gearing up. Former state Democratic leader Gretchen Whitmer has announced that she's going to run for governor in 2018. She also served briefly as interim Ingham County prosecutor last year, and she joins us now to talk about her campaign. Gretchen, welcome to Detroit Today.
1: Good morning, Stephen. Good to be with
0: you. Yes, good to hear your voice. So, uh, you know, I'm one of these people who thinks that the political season is too long. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that that we go from one election to the next uh, these days instead of having at least a little break. So uh, tell me why you decided immediately after the 2016 election to announce that you're going to run for governor in 2018. A two-year campaign, that sounds, uh, I can't imagine, something that sounds more difficult uh, than that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hear you, Stephen, and I don't disagree. Um, You know, campaigns have gotten excruciatingly long. I will say, though, after the result of 2016, we saw kind of this surge of enthusiasm and activity and desire to really start working towards something positive i think a lot of people saw that result and were went through the stages of grief and then said what can we do and we had people reaching in very quickly how can we help what can we do about 2018 and so this is not something that i i took lightly i'd been thinking about it and i thought you know Now's the time. I can't wait. I'm running for governor because I believe Michigan needs a leader who's not afraid to level with the people about the real problems that we face and talk about bringing a diverse group of people together around some bold solutions. Because i, I got to tell you, I think for too long our leaders have failed us. You know, they haven't been straight with the people they represent. They've politicized our problems instead of solving them, and, and I believe we deserve better. Michigan's a huge state. We've got a, a diverse population. We've got a lot of families that are still struggling and don't know if their paychecks are going to cover their bills or if their kids are going to graduate from school and have the skills they need to be successful. And, and so I'm, I'm ready to jump in and, and engage in that discussion and really put forward a vision that I hope people can come around and get excited about and work towards
0: Yeah. Um, uh, Talk about the time that you spent in Lansing uh, as the most recently as the Senate minority leader and some of the things uh, that you saw uh, that you might do differently, uh, but also talk about what responsibility you might feel uh, as someone who, who did uh, serve in elected office uh, you know, uh, during the Snyder administration uh, and, and some during the Granholm administration, uh, what responsibility do you feel for the current state that we're in here in Michigan?
1: Yeah. So, well, you know, Stephen, I, I love the state of Michigan. I love the people of Michigan. And I've always believed you can't claim to be a successful state until you're a state of successful people. And when I talk about, um, you know, failed leadership of, of the past, I, I hearken back to a time when Michigan was a leader. We were, we represented the best schools in the world. People moved to Detroit for the schools. People moved to Michigan because they could have a job that would give them a quality of life where they could provide for their family and raise them and and enjoy this beautiful state of ours. Now, I've served with a number of governors over my time in the legislature, and I was the minority leader and was the, you know, often would work with the governor, but also would would oppose a governor. When, For instance, when Governor Snyder pushed through the emergency management law, I was the point person in opposition. When Governor Snyder wanted to, you know, work on the Detroit Grand Bargain, I was the point person to help on that. And so... I'm not always diametrically opposed to people who are on the other side of the aisle. I'm looking for leaders who are willing to roll up their sleeves and find solutions that help the vast majority of people. But when I think about what's happening in Flint, on the Flint water crisis, um, when I see the trajectory of where our schools have gone and and how educators have been treated in Michigan, these are the types of short-sighted decisions that have really impacted people's lives i mean jeopardized people's lives when you're talking about flint that that still have not been fixed we're like 990 days since they switched the flint river water and every time i turn on my tap i think about the families there who still can't drink the water that comes out of their tap and that just that's that's a failure um that we're all paying a price for yeah
0: Uh, This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Gretchen Whitmer, former state Senate Democratic leader, uh, former interim uh, Ingham County prosecutor. She has announced last week that she's going to run for governor in 2018. If you have a question for Gretchen, want to know what uh, she might do as governor, want to know what the campaign will look like over the next Two years, give us a call at 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Facebook, uh, the WDET page there. Put your comments there or go to Twitter. And hashtag uh, Detroit today. will work your comments into the conversation. Also, uh, give us give us a sense of how you think Michigan is doing in terms of leadership in the governor's office. What do you think of the job that uh, Rick Snyder has done since uh, since two thousand and eleven? I guess was when he uh, when he first uh, took office. Uh, do you think we need to do something different? Do we need to go in a different direction? Uh, after 2018. Again, 3135771019 is the number. That's 3135771019. Uh, 577 Gretchen, let's talk about some specific uh, policy things that, that uh, I think would confront whoever's going to be the next governor. One, of course, uh, is tax structure here in Michigan. We had a major change to the tax structure after Governor Rick Snyder took office. Big uh, decrease in uh, overall taxes for corporations uh, and an increase for a lot of individual payers. Is that something you would want to reverse if you were the governor? And if so, uh, how would you get that through a legislature that seems (laughs) unlikely to be uh, overwhelmed by uh, Democratic leadership in the next two years?
1: Right. So, as always, Stephen, smart questions, as you'll recall. When the um, when the governor initially proposed his first budget, I was the Democratic leader in the Senate, and so I I was, I, you know, I, I provided a lot of the debate that we had um, on that front—the big tax shift from people or from business onto people. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you might also recall that at the time, one of the things that I really said was that your budget is not just a balance sheet. It's a statement of your values, and so when the the tax um, when when the special tax treatment for business came through, it also came at a huge cut to schools. It came as as a tax increase on pensioners. It came with a cut to the earned income tax credit. Um, All policies that we have seen have had a dramatic effect on. Individuals and our ability to have some economic opportunity for, you know, people in the state of Michigan, and I think one of my biggest concerns of a lot of the debate that has happened in Lansing with um, the Republicans and complete control is we've really lost the focus on people, and that's one of the things that um, I think leads to crises like like that of the Flint. Water um situation where when decisions are made solely on the price tag and not what the ramifications are to the safety and welfare and economic ability of individuals, that's when it that's when you really are at a point where you're you could be jeopardizing people's lives. Um, I worry about this generation of kids right now that don't have all of the support that they need to be successful. We have business interests telling us that they need, just to do the jobs they currently predict they will have, and that that doesn't include a potential expansion of jobs in Michigan, they need a million more degree holders by 2020, I think was the, the statistic, close to that anyway. Yeah, yeah. And, and the point is they need... To ensure for their own business interests that we've got a robust education system that truly is giving every kid in Michigan, no matter if you're living in Wayne County or Gogebic County, the skills they need to be successful and and to do those jobs and have the deductive reasoning and the ability to converse with diverse groups of people and and internationally in a global context Um, and so the the most important so, one of the most important things we can do is make those investments in our kids and in their future and in their
0: education. So so would you would you then try to repeal that that tax cut to businesses?
1: Well, I'm not throwing a, a tax plan on the table today. This is um, week two of a 22 <laughs> month campaign. Um, I what I can promise you is that these are the values that I'm always going to be working toward. And we will be debating um, really thought out uh, vision and plan for where we go. And um, this is something that, that I'm committed to um, the kids of this state and the families of this state who want to make sure their kids are successful. And I think the best legacy any individual can leave if you're a parent is knowing that your kids are going to be happy, and healthy, and um, independent, and
0: successful. Okay, Uh, Let's take a quick call here before I have to let you go. Uh, James in Detroit, welcome to Detroit Today.
1: Uh, Good morning. Uh, Senator Whitmer, I'd like to know uh, what your positions would be on the management of the state reform office, emergency management, and school closings, particularly as it relates to communities like Detroit.
0: Uh, James, interesting question. Uh, State Reform Office is, uh, used to be uh, part of the Department of Education, got moved, right, uh, to another place in the executive branch. Uh, Gretchen, what would, you, uh, what would you do about that?
1: I appreciate James' question. You know, we um, had a lot of uh, vigorous debate on emergency management all throughout the years that I was in the legislature My greatest fear with emergency management was that you would have outsiders that usurped the local abilities control, the local people, their ability to control decisions that are impacting them to ensure that there's accountability. And sure enough, I think that's what we've seen both um, in in school takeovers, but also in municipality takeovers. And I think with disastrous results. I firmly believe that no one should be supplanting educators with um, bean counters. Educator, the Education Reform office, if that's even something that we should continue, that's I'm open to listening and learning more on that, but at the very least, it should be housed not in a, not in a um, function of government that is focused on, on dollars and cents, but one that's focused on ensuring our kids have got a great education. I was raised by superintendent and a number of teachers throughout my family. I know that no one goes into teaching because they want to make a lot of money. They do it because they love kids. They find it rewarding work. And um, I believe, you know, in my heart of hearts and and in my brain that the most important thing that we can do on behalf of all kids in the state is get education right, and, and that means getting rid of uh, state takeovers and ensuring that the system works and not starving them for resources where they're destined to fail.
0: Okay. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer, candidate for governor in 2018. Thanks, as always, for joining us on Detroit Today.
1: Great to be with you, and thanks for the question, James. Have a great day.
0: Absolutely. We'll be back in touch with you throughout the campaign. All right. Up next, uh, we're going to take an in-depth look at what repealing the federal health care law might mean for patients and for caregivers and for the economy. Also, what might a replacement plan look like and what it will all mean for Michigan. Stay with us on Detroit Today.